OSR October, Day 10, The Way of the Donner Party. This Zen moment touches on resource management, primarily talking about time. While all of us are familiar with time management in the dungeon, you're measuring your turn-by-turn -turn light sources, trying to determine whether you should light up more than one. You're debating between a lantern and a torch uh, to try to manage the cost of oil versus the wood. But at the same time, you don't necessarily light as many torches once you get to the wilderness, once you get into those mid-levels. Once you get into the mid-levels, you're more managing HP. You have enough of them that you can lose a few without you know, having to run away. Uh, you're moving through the wilderness. You have men-at-arms under your control. You're managing their morale. You're managing their rations and their equipment. You're making sure that you have the re requisite support hirelings to keep them moving. And then eventually you'll establish your domain. Um, your domain you're going to be constructing buildings, you're going to be raising armies, you're going to be clearing areas and warrens of enemies and uh, managing population, trying to get people to immigrate or maybe have babies. These elements are different than your timekeeping elements at the root of the game. Your turn in the dungeon is, you know, 10 minutes, but your turn in the wilderness is a day. You move a number of miles, a number of hexes, not a number of uh, feet in the room. Similarly, when you're at the domain tier, you're building those buildings, you're measuring things in weeks and months. The character progression at higher levels stre stretches out very aggressively. That's okay. If you don't like stretching out like that, if you don't enjoy the domain game or the hex crawl, you can always retire the character and get a new one. Easy is easy peasy. You play the game your table wants to play. And talking about tables, the biggest thing that will hit for these kind of time management at scale kind of engagements, wargaming. Play chain mail on campaign. Play uh, more time from Games Workshop. Play your preferred mass combat system using your preferred mechanism of mapping. Move warbands across the table, uh, besiege uh, castles that are erected by your competing players, that will make time key and of the essence. At the domain level, you spend time to recruit and train your soldiers. If they're trained more, it will take longer and it will cost more. If they're armored better, they will move more slowly and be more susceptible to weather. So if you know the rainy season is coming, you may have to settle for a shorter wait list just to get to your objective. Can you make it with medium and light infantry supported by light cavalry? Or can you afford to wait to the next season while your opponent has time to rebuild? The most memorable experiences I have with Hex Wargaming admittedly were skirmish games from Games Workshop. The chainmail wasn't freely and readily available uh, back in my college days, but the key here is managing time and movement across the open. In a dungeon, you do have to you know, think about how far you're moving, where you're going, but you ha you're naturally constrained. You can only follow the hallways that you're given. You can only go through the doors you can force or unlock. In the wild, each hex is a room with six exits, and there are 
things that will stop your movement. Rivers come to mind, forests may stop the movement of a formed force, but in general you have a lot more freedom and different hex terrain types are going to have different movement penalties. It's slower to walk through a mountain than it is to walk across a plain. So is it worth going around the mountains or going under them as it may be in order to gain that time advantage? The primary experience I can think of, uh, I actually lost at this. <laughs> We were in a league uh, that had a finite number of turns. There was an end condition for the amount of movement that can go. That may be seasonal, that might have been, uh, I don't know, the, the planet crashing into a star, something contrived, but meh, it probably more seasonal because historically speaking, wars are fought in the summer. But the point was our team uh, had a makeshift agreement with one of the other forces. And so we moved with uh, an opening on our flank, figuring that other team would have our back. We were betrayed. They came in and ransacked our stronghold. So uh, while we had achieved our initial objectives, our supply chains were cut and we had to fall back. And we started to pursue them back to our home base and the league ended. Oh my goodness, there was so much uproar over that because several other people were in positions of halfway through their movements, halfway through their plans as well. And the, only a minority of the people playing the game knew about those uh, arbitrary end conditions. Now, probably could have been solved if we had read the rulebook a little more aggressively, though the rulebook for the campaign level has, uh, we didn't have it, it was out of print. <laughs> out of print. Why didn't you just play chainmail? Well, nah, I'm going down a rabbit hole. The important part, because half the table failed to manage their time, the other half of the table was able to come out on top. Same applies to your RPGs. Manage your time and you'll come out on top. Thanks for listening. And between now and when I talk to you next time, delve on. And if you finish delving and get into that war game mode, keep on crawling. The Clear Square Ring Mail Podcast is an independently owned and operated product released for educational and informative purposes under the Totally Steal This license, which is kind of like Creative Commons, except f licensing. Segments recorded within a vehicle are recorded using a Bluetooth hands-free device in conjunction with local vehicular safety legislation. The music for the Clear Square Ring Mail Podcast is Gold Coffee by Michael Ramirez C., retrieved from Mixkit.co and used under the Mixkit royalty-free music license. Sound effects used in the Clear Square Ring Mail Podcast are also retrieved from Mixkit.co and used in accordance with the Mixkit-free sound effects license. Clear Square Ring Mail does not ascribe to nor endorse views or opinions expressed by call-ins, guests, or even the host, unless you think they're awesome, and thus does not assume any liability regarding the consumption or distribution of this podcast. By listening to the Clear Square Ring Mail Podcast, you agree to these provided terms. Parties with questions regarding these terms, conditions, or releases are encouraged to reach out to Clear Clear Square email at the prescribed methods provided on the Clear Square email blog. Parties dissatisfied with these terms, conditions, or releases are encouraged to go suck an egg.